Welcome to Marketing with Confidence. I'm your host, Marianne Amies. We're going to be talking all things digital and online marketing for business owners and marketing professionals. If you've been feeling overwhelmed by your digital marketing, be sure to listen along and you'll hear tips, interviews and more that will give you the confidence to create marketing you love. Welcome back to another episode of Marketing with Confidence. Today, I'm going to be talking about local marketing tactics. Whether you're a bricks and mortar business or you're a business that wants to focus on a niche of an area, local marketing requires its own strategy and tactics that can be a little bit different to when you need or can target anywhere, anytime. Local marketing is such an opportunity because it gives us the the chance to build community. And as we know, people buy from people they know and trust. And when it comes to local marketing, leveraging everything about being local, being part of the community can mean that you form stronger bonds and, and therefore can Uh, create more lasting relationships and, and to really have a stronger lifetime value with your clients. Local marketing generally is a more one-to-one or more human approach. And again, if you have a bricks and mortar business, uh, if you have a hospitality business or you're a service provider, even say in healthcare, you're really going to want to embed yourself in that local community and be known as that local business of choice, capturing that market that's that's right there that you know can get to you quickly, can get to you frequently. And that again, that is unique. And in a world where we, you know, online marketing and, and online business seems to dominate, there is something so human and approachable about local marketing. So today I'm going to give you seven tactics you can use to strengthen up your local marketing. Before we dive into that, there's no, uh, you know, no surprise for for listeners here that I'm going to kick off by saying you need to understand the market that you're working with. So again, this comes into our target market analysis, our ideal client profiling. It is so important to know the local target market. So uh, if you already have a business that is local or you're looking to, you know, take over a local area. You want to do your research. So you can use um, the ABS in Australia, the Australian Bureau of Statistics, to actually get, you know, quantitative research on a local area. So that's, you know, the age spread, the uh, gender spread, life stage, whether people are in families or single. Um, You can get things like affluence. uh, you, You can get religion. You can get uh, schooling preferences. So there's a lot of data from every, uh, well, I can't think how many years it is now that we do the census, but when we collectively as Australians do the census, that data is summed up and made publicly available in the ABS. So that can be really great for understanding. For example, if you were going to open a physiotherapy practice and you were tossing up between two local areas, jumping on the ABS can give you an idea of which area may have more ideal clients for you, which area has, you know, um, maybe more uh, young single people that are really into the gym or that might have a, a more aging population that might need more rehab. So you can start to kind of see patterns and trends through that data and understand the quantitative environment that you're going into. 
And then, of course, with all local marketing and, and local approaches, we need to think of the qualitative. So this might not be something you can find from research, but it's definitely something you can find from talking to people that live in that area. Obviously, if you live in the area that you're establishing the business, you'll know a lot about this already, but you want to kind of get a sense of the sentiment in that local area. Are people, you know, more traditional? Are people open-minded? Do people seem to be spending a lot on certain services? Again, whether that's beauty, whether that's health, whether that's wellness or, you know, food, eating out, cafes, or, you know, are they more conservative and they seem to be saving or are they more conservative and they seem to be saving their money? You might also want to look at, you know, mortgagees versus fully paid off homes versus renters, apartments versus, you know, uh, traditional homes. So density. So there's lots of great things we can look at if we're moving into an area or if we're already in an area to help us really look at who we're dealing with and what our ideal client may look like. You know. Are they catching the train? Is it an area where people tend to commute on public transport to work? Or is it an area where people tend to drive or they don't have cars? There's so much data that we can pull. And that's so much easier in a local area. When you sort of try to target Australia-wide, you're dealing with so much variance. You're dealing with, on any given day, complete variance in climate from the top to the bottom, the east to the west. And, you know, that that's just climate. Then, then there's affluence. Then there's buying patterns, behaviours, you know, shipping and how easy it is to ship or the cost to ship, all those sorts of things when your local marketing become a lot simpler. So get really clear on this local area or this local area opportunity and who you're talking to so that you can also make sure you position yourself really appropriately. Then the first tactic I want you to think about is optimizing your online presence. So when it comes to your online presence, obviously, again, online is unboarded, but we can be strategic in how we optimize our website, our social media to make sure that we are attracting local customers and we're turning up in the conversations that local customers are having. So when it comes to your website, this is involves your SEO. So you might need to put terms in your technical SEO that are around the suburb or suburbs that you're operating in. You might be operating in a, a small suburb and adjacent to that is a major suburb. So you might want to target your SEO more to the major suburb, knowing that's an area that people are more likely to search. But when they find out you're just two minutes down the road, you'll still be a, you know, a viable option for them to explore. You might also want to make sure your copy throughout your website continually refers to the local area and, again, those key suburbs. And then imagery. We worked with a plumber uh, that was in a local area and they shot their imagery of their trucks and their team by a really iconic park with a water view. And instantly when I saw them, I knew exactly the area that they were targeting and the area they were passionate about. So, you know, optimizing both from an SEO words, copy point of view, but also from a visual identity point of view. If if you can and it works, show off that local area in your online presence to further embed the connection between you and the area. 
When it comes to social media, optimizing your online presence can be things like tagging the area in your posts. It can be using local hashtags. And of course, it can be jumping on local groups on things like Facebook and really engaging in there so people know that you're around servicing that area. Second top tip is leveraging Google My Business. Google My Business has become a tool, I guess it's gone to strength to strength over the years. And in some ways, it's it's little known. And, and I, I almost find, again, to reference trades, that trades clients that come to us seem to understand the importance of Google My Business more than, say, healthcare professionals, beauty services, you know, gyms, cafes. Google My Business is effectively a a miniature social media platform that's all about the location. So you definitely want to make sure you have a Google My Business listing. You want your address in there. What a Google My Business address listing does, it shortcuts you to the top of the search results. So if I am in Cronulla and I search Cafe Cronulla, If there's a Google My Business listing that's tagging Cronulla and is near me, that map is going to pop on my desktop. That's going to pop on my uh, phone. And I'm all of a sudden going to see your business on a map in front of me. And, you know, when it comes to local marketing, what is more enticing for a customer than to put a request out and see the answer, you know, two minutes down the road? It's such an easy win. So, you know, claiming your Google My Business listing is the first step and then optimizing it. So optimizing often, again, um, you might have a, a really functional business name or a really short and sharp business name, you know, Joe and Sun Builders. That's great. But when it comes to your Google My Business listing, there's an opportunity to add in some SEO-friendly words into that headline. So you might become, you know, Joe and Sons Builders, residential and commercial new builds and renovations. So what we've done is we've taken our, our registered business name and we've just added a bit more context to it in the Google My Business listing. And what that does, it means is when someone searches for, you know, builder or new home builder, residential builder in your suburb, you've got a higher chance of coming up than just trading on your name alone. Then Google My Business has lots of other amazing features. You can add lots of images. You obviously can generate reviews, and we'll talk about that a bit more later. But, you know, you can also do posts as well. So some of your social media posts that you're creating and putting out there, they can be repurposed and, you know, not to the same frequency as social media, but once a week, once a fortnight, popping something up on Google My Business as a post. You can also do offers. You can also show frequently asked questions. You can also leave it open for people to leave you questions where you can then provide the answer. So Google My Business is a fantastic local marketing tactic, and I really think it's underutilized. Next up, number three, we're going to talk about local content marketing. So local content touches a bit on what I spoke about before, is around how to take everything that's great about this local area that you are a part of and how to make it you know, integral or or centrifugal to your strategy, to your content creation. So as I said, taking photos in and around the local area and using them on your social media, using them on your website immediately bonds your business to that local area. So you're creating videos, getting outside into, you know, some of the most memorable or identifiable parts of your local area are again going to immediately bond you back to that area. 
Then there's things like blogs. And, and, you know, often we can write blogs as a local business that foster that local content and, and use that local content as a hook for discovery. So, for example, um, a few years ago, we worked with a, a real estate agent that was really building his portfolio within a specific suburb. So alongside of writing blogs that were, of course, about preparing your house for sale, about maximizing your sale price, about, you know, what to look for when you're buying, what to do at an open home, we wrote content around what was great in the neighborhood. So we, you know, reviewed the top five cafes in the neighborhood. We talked about the best dog parks in the neighborhood, the best coastal walks, um, best parks to take your kids to. So all of a sudden we created content that brought people in the local community to this website and aided discovery in a new way. So all of a sudden, you know, I may just be looking at cafes, but now I'm on this real estate agent's website and I've discovered them. I may not need a real estate agent straight away, but again, it, it puts them into my stratosphere. It, it gives me another touch point and down the track that may create memorability and that may be something that I come back to. And a great sort of step forward from local content is the next tactic, which is local advertising. So when it comes to local advertising, it's, you know, I think if it starts with local content, it's even stronger, but it's how do we, I guess, gate our advertising to just target the local area. So this is where, you know, social media ads are great because we can drop a pin and say, show my ad to people, you know, two kilometers around this pin, five kilometers around this pin. And, and we can make ads that are really specific. You know, if you are that physio that is focused on rehab and you drop a pin 2Ks around your practice and you set up the targeting in that ad campaign to match your ideal client profile. So, you know, maybe it's men and women 55 plus and you start talking about, um, you know, rehabilitating injury or, or rehabilitating loss of movement. And, and again, a picture that shows a bit of the local area, you are going to be right in front of your target market in the most aligned way without the wastage. I mean, as we know, even a, you know, even a newspaper ad has so much wastage and a lot of the local newspapers now have consolidated. So one paper covers, you know, a larger and larger area. So if you were to put a newspaper ad in to try to get to that target market, you probably have a lot of people seeing it that, that aren't in your target market, whereas Whereas when we use social media ads, we know we're drilling right down to those right people. If you've got a new cafe that's launching and you want to go out with a special offer, again, being able to gate that around the, the right, you know, pin of kilometers and the right people choosing interests like people that love eating out, people that love cafes, you know that you're going to get that message right into the hands of the right people. When it comes to Google, local advertising can be a little bit more challenging. You can target by kilometers, by suburbs, by local government areas, but we do find with Google that can sometimes push the price up as the, the pool of people that your ad can show to is smaller. So you sometimes need to pay more to get in front of them. If you have a, you know, a niche where it's a highly competitive but highly profitable area in your local business or your local precinct, that could be when Google will work for you in that local marketing. Um, but otherwise, you know, if you've got sort of a low cost of conversion, Google can really max you out in that local advertising space. And I think there's a bit more opportunity with social media ads at this point. 
The next tactic I want to talk to you about is community engagement and local events. To really maximize local marketing, you really need to get in and be part of that local community. So we see local community really build online in things like Facebook groups. Most local areas have a thriving Facebook community that sits side by side with it. And within that, there may be advertising opportunities, there may be promotional opportunities, and that's a really great place to start. It's really important on those online local communities that you give and take. So nobody wants you to kind of have the seagull effect, you know, swing in, um, poop your marketing message everywhere and swing out again. And, and, you know, there's no trust and credibility. You need to be in there fostering relationships, answering the mundane questions, taking part in conversation, you know, cheering other people on, recommending other businesses. So you become a bit of a known voice. And then when you share for your business, there's a there's a more genuine base behind it. And I think that's what makes marketing within a local group work better when you're integrated into that local group. But then there's also, you know, community engagement and local events. I'm I'm a bit um, I'm not the biggest advocate of, you know, whacking your your logo on the back of the sports team jersey. Um, I see that a lot. And to be honest, I don't know about you, but I've never really seen the logo alone on my kid's soccer jersey and thought, oh, geez, I should really work with that business. I think if you're going to sponsor any kind of sports team, you have to look at how you can extend beyond that logo on the jersey. So that could come down to the events that they have. You know, do they have an end of year celebration? Are you able to put a stall up and offer something to people? Uh, You know, if you're a hands-on business, are you able to get down there and and do something hands-on and demonstrate? Um, You know, if you're a cafe, can you give out, you know, a certain day of the month, you give out a buy one, get one free coffee so that, you know, you're generating something back from those relationships. I'd really be looking at how you can support and sponsor, but also have something more tangible as your objective than just brand awareness local events if your local area does fates or markets you know they're another great way to get down and and meet people and you know even though you know you don't really want to stand behind a stall and just hand out flyers all the time it's great to think of you know could you run the barbecue could you sponsor and run the barbecue and is that a way that you can chat to people introduce yourself and introduce your business or again is there a hands-on execution of your business that you could be showcasing on that day so really getting involved in local face-to-face, but working out how to make it more than just a static stand with you and a pull-up banner and make it a real experience. And again, it doesn't always have to be exactly what you do. Um, You know, if you're the the local eyebrow and waxing technician, might be a little bit hard to convince people of that on the day. But, you know, is there something else that you could do? Is there a hand massage station you could run or, you know, something where it's not exactly what you do, but it's going to give you an opportunity to talk to people, um, you know, in that, is there a henna tattoo, you know, something you can do and talk to people and start those conversations and build that local awareness of your business as well. The next tactic I have for you is customer reviews and reputation management. I talked before about the importance of Google My Business 
And one of the great things about it is also the opportunity for people to leave reviews. So we know that that reputation, that credibility and trust really comes from what other people say about us online. So being able to, you know, manage that, to encourage others to leave Google reviews for you means that you have a bank building there of advocacy of your clients. And that really encourages others to, you know, work with you or try you out. There's obviously other platforms, things like True Local, that, you know, really aim to be that local pool of, of services and, and talent and, and allow people to leave reviews and, and build reputation there. So it's definitely worth looking into that as well, because that's where you're going to be able to really have your current clients and their loyalty work to attract more people for you and really work on that referral and an advocacy piece that really, you know, you can't do yourself. As much as sometimes we walk around shouting that we're the best, it's not to others are singing the same song that it really has impact. And the last tactic I want to leave you with today, number seven, again, if you've been listening to Marketing with Confidence for a while, this will be no surprise to you, but it's tracking and measuring your local marketing results. It's really important to track and make sure that all the tactics that you're putting in place are optimized and to see how they're growing and evolving over time. You want to be able to look at, say, your website statistics and understand how your SEO is bringing more of that local market towards you. You know, you can look at your website data from a from a geographic spread point of view. And if you're getting a lot of, um, you know, traffic coming to certain pages and they're not coming from, say, even your major city, because sometimes we can't see down to the suburb level, you want to then go, okay, what is the content that I have here that's bringing these people in? And how can I adapt that to you really focus on my local market instead? You also want to look at your social media and make sure that you're, you know, engaging and growing with the local market. You want to look at any ads that you run and make sure that they're really delivering for you in those local areas. And of course, if you're investing in sponsorships and events, you want to make sure that that's converting to leads um, or, you know, sales or new opportunities. So really making sure that you're tracking all the different activities that you have so you can continue to refine what your local marketing, you know, playbook or blueprint looks like for your business to make sure you're maximizing it over time. So to wrap up today, you know, if you are a local business, there's nothing more important than aligning yourself, being that champion and really becoming the preferred supplier in your local area. That comes from true engagement. It comes from, you know, living and breathing that local area and, and really inserting yourself in that area as much as possible to create that alignment. I hope you've enjoyed the episode. I hope it's given you lots of food for thought. I look forward to talking to you again soon. Hey, thanks for listening to another episode. If you don't want to miss one, make sure you subscribe to the show in your podcast app. And if you love it, be sure to share it with friends and colleagues who you think could benefit from increasing their digital marketing confidence. Want more? Head to MarianneAmys.com to find out how you can work with me directly, to reach out to have me speak at your event, or to grab yourself some free resources.